Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. And this is another one of our first look episodes, this time for the player cards of The Lair of Dagon. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing very good, doing very good. I'm a regular fixture of these first looks now. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, I said it's another one of our first looks. The the Frank's first look label maybe needs to be retired. <laughs> well, it always gives me the chance to duck out if I, if I don't fancy it. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Saturday then morning I hope off. listeners feel that they're treated, that they get the bonus, Peter, mm. rather than like, oh, yeah, it's those two again. Exactly, yeah. Lair of Dagon. We approach the end of the Innsmouth Conspiracy Player cards. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild cycle because all of the cards have been pretty tightly themed around things like bless, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been yeah. a good couple of cards. Well, probably maybe at least one card for each faction in each pack, which is a bless card or a curse card. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and coming to these sort of like the the tail end packs, we've talked so much about bless and curse as costs, but then also wanting bless and curse payoff cards. Yeah. Whatever the whatever those two things are, the kind of using them to get something or or actually getting something out of them. And I feel like those payoffs must be round the corner. I hope they are anyway. Maybe I'll be very disappointed <laughs> if actually that's it with bless and curse. Yeah. Right. Who's going first? I think is it your turn to go first? Okay. That, that means I can get excited. I've seen what the second card is, and I'll get excited about that. Right, okay, cool. first card looks glorious. This is Enchant Weapon, 3 cost, 3 XP Guardian Event, 2 willpower icons, and a combat icon. Just laying on the icon stick there. It's Spell and Upgrade Traded. Attached to a weapon asset controlled by an investigator at your location, limit 1 per asset. Attached asset gains the Relic Trait, and takes up an arcane slot in addition to its other slots. Reaction, when you perform a fight action using attached asset, exhaust this card, add the owner of this card's willpower to your combat for this attack. This attack deals plus one damage. There's a lot to take in there, isn't there? (laughs) Yeah, and the art is amazing. Whose weapon is that kind of curved handle cleaver yeah it's a bit um it's like a kind of bloodborne type weapon if you ask me yeah like yeah curved handle is it like a sort of lita chandler style weapon yeah. as well she has daggers doesn't she okay where do you want to start with this peter <laughs> well it's it's pretty pricey right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it at uh, three cost and three xp yeah and obviously it needs to go in the deck of not well, potentially the fighter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Actually, it's it's not bad. In there's quite a few fighters. I, I don't. Do any guardians have fewer than three willpower? Great question. Mm, I want to say no. I think they're all. Th- I mean, Leo's got four, right? Zoe's got four. Zoe's got four. Tommy and Roland have got three. So I mean, a three boost to your attack. That's pretty good. Mm. And. Using attached asset, yeah. So it's on top of whatever bonus the weapon gives you. Yes, yeah. And potentially turns that into, a, well, three damage weapon if you're using, say, if you're using a machete. Mm-hmm. Suddenly mm-hmm. that's yeah. like 
plus four at least to your fight and dealing three damage, which is a pretty that's a pretty potent upgrade. Like yeah, you know you'd be paying four or five XP for a weapon that did it that in itself. Yeah, if you're getting like a lightning gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, my, my head went to the other three cost three XP upgrade, which is custom ammunition. Yes, which we actually announced all the way back then. Yeah, that that is fast, which is good. It only goes on firearms and it adds two ammo. And then you get plus one damage against monsters. So if we compare the two, you're obviously spending an action for this, but the cost and the XP is identical. This can go on any weapon, and it's giving you unlimited plus one damage as long as the weapon can keep attacking. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to me. It doesn't care about monsters or not. It's giving you the same damage boost, and it's giving you a, a, a boost to your combat, however much based on the willpower of the person. And it has a wider range of possible targets. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, I'm actually just playing a Tommy Muldoon deck where I'm doing that thing where you put reliable and custom ammunition and well-maintained all on Becky. So you end up getting a plus four to your combat, do more damage against monster enemies. And if you have to discard Becky, all of the upgrades go back into your hand because they're well-maintained. Yeah, It's a really fun build. And I've actually upgraded into flamethrowers and I'm doing the same thing on the flamethrowers. And then when I run out of ammo with one of them, when you discard it, well-maintained returns it to your hand. It's really cool. Um, this could fit really nicely into that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting this wrong. Weapon, fire, most, you get item, weapon, weapon firearm, right? This, this, this isn't melee. That's kind of, it's kind of nuts because it can go on all of your guns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 naturally once a turn. It, I hear what it's like. It's like a um, a portable vicious blow. Yeah. So vicious blow that you can use once a turn, which which mm-hmm. and potentially for more of a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, than than the regular vicious blow. I think that's that's good. I I like it a lot. Just that being able to deal with the the three damage enemies, uh, yeah. in in one one action that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah, in that Tommy deck that I've been playing, I had, I, th- I think I told you about this, I had one scenario where I one-shotted every single enemy we faced. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was able to do three damage per most most shots. All the enemies were monsters, luckily, because of the scenario. Um, and any enemy that had more than that, I had Vicious Blow in hand to do the four damage, or I think I had a Vicious Blow 2 to do a five damage at one point. So it just it felt so incredibly efficient mm. to do that. So yeah, you're right. This is, this is like... Um, adding a repeatable vicious blow. And if you, I mean, I would happily pay three cost and three XP, I think, for a vicious blow every turn for the rest of the scenario. Yeah, yeah, I think I would as well. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the downside is that you need to find the weapon first. Like, if, we were, if we're saying this yeah. is like, you turn a regular weapon you've got into a higher XP version of a weapon, Yeah, you know, you've got to find your weapon, play it, and then find this, and then play it on the weapon. So it's it's kind of more action resource intensive than just getting some fancier weapons in your deck. Yeah. But like you say, I think for three XP, a vicious blow for the rest of the game every turn. That's good. Yeah. And that while you were mentioning the downside, of course, this is spell and upgrade traded, which means it can't go and stick to the plan, which takes tactical supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other custom ammunition thing is you have your custom ammunition ready once you've found the weapon and put it on. Looking at those traits, spell and upgrade. The spell option 
is really intriguing because it does mean you can play Uncage the Soul on this and oh, play it for free. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, so if you're that mystic who doesn't need to uncage your shriveling or sixth sense or whatever it is, you could uncage your enchant weapon. And the spell means that what Marie can take it, she can take spell zero to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Parallel Agnes could take it and play it cheaply. You could dig it out with Arcane Initiate as well, which is nice. You could dig it out with Arcane Initiate, yeah, or Word of Command, little Petra spell. Trigger um, uh, Heirloom of Hyperborea. <laughs> yeah, not that. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing that really jumped out to me looking at the amount of text in this text box is that this is one of those really challenging cards for a first look because there are all kind of nooks and crannies that we could explore. Yeah. And it's quite challenging to be comprehensive about a card like this, which is why this is a first look and not a comprehensive look. So we've not really talked at all about the relic trait yeah. or the fact that it takes up an arcane slot yes, yeah. once you've added it. Uh, and you know. typically in Guardian, that's not, not necessarily too much of a downside. But mm. if you're starting to do things like run Sixth Sense in Zoe or run Enchanted Blades, yeah, yeah. suddenly actually those 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 arcane slots... Like, I wouldn't blame anyone who played this when they had full arcane slots in a Guardian without realising. Without realising. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, they can mm. fill up without you noticing, I think. And am I am I right in thinking that if this gives it an extra arcane slot, if you put this on an enchanted blade, it takes up a double arcane slot <laughs> yeah. and a hand slot? Exactly, yeah. Oh. Three slots. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're committing both of your arcane slots to your hand weapon. That's great. If you put it on your flamethrower, then it's two hands, a body, and an arcane. And an arcane. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I mean, the the relic, the only thing I can think of is um, that this means you can hit poltergeists with the weapon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because they get damaged by spell and relic. Um, and I, I'm sure there must be other enemies out there. I've just fought against, what's that? A winged one. You know winged one in Innsmouth? It takes one fewer damage if it's hit by anything apart from, I think it's firearm ranged or spell. Yeah. If only it had relic as well, that would be really useful. <laughs> Come up against Winged One a few times without really efficient ways of killing it. Okay. I think we've spent we a lot on. of time. Yeah, this has been a viral yeah, sort this... of situation, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I often feel the first card is a little bit like that as we kind of warm up. Do you want to read us Nephthys? Yeah. It's, I, I've been saying Nephthys. How did you say it? I said Nef because there's a PH Nephthys. and then a TH. Nephthys. I, we'll have to ask her. Yeah. Yeah. Is this this is like an Egyptian name, right? Mm. Nephthys. I don't know. Just I, I. I was sure, but I guess Pharaoh is. Uh, f- and that's PH, isn't it? That's true. Nephthys. Yeah. This yeah. maybe you're right. Anyway, uh, yes. Nephthys. <clears throat> I was going to try and cough and cover it there, so I was being ambiguous. <laughs> Nephthys, Huntress, Huntress of Bast. Bast, a Egyptian cat-headed god, right? You're the cat person, you tell me, yeah. There is a little cat in the image of this art as well. Bastet, goddess of protection, cats, perfume and ointments, fertility, pregnancy, children, music, the arts and warfare. That's a hell of a purview she's got there. <laughs> War- warfare just tacked on at the end. Perfume, ointments and warfare. Yeah, I'm sick of just perfumes. Okay, you can have warfare as well. (laughs) (laughs) She is a three-cost, four-XP asset. 
uh, she has a willpower and two combat icons, which is interesting because the enchant weapon had two willpower and one mm. combat. Yeah, I noticed that as well. She is uh, ally in blessed traits, uh, which means that Mateo can take her. Uh, you get plus one will. No, he can't. He can't. He's zero to three oh, blessed. Is she four? <laughs> oh, she's four. Yeah. <laughs> On my head, she was three. Right. Uh, you get plus one willpower. Reaction when one or more blessed tokens would be removed from the chaos bag during a skill test, seal them on Nephthys instead. Free action, exhaust Nephthys, either release three blessed tokens sealed on her, or return three blessed tokens sealed on her to the token pool to deal two damage to an enemy at your location. And naturally, she uses the ally slot, and she has two health and two willpower. <laughs> two willpower? Two sanity. <laughs> <laughs> so this, to me, is a bless payoff card. Yes. And one that I am inordinately excited about. I've You've talked about her a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about it as well. Well, I'll try and explain it. I've been playing solo System Airy, and when I've been upgrading System Airy, I've been really wondering about where do you go with your upgrades for System Airy. Because you can, in Guardian, obviously go for a big weapon. Mm-hmm. But she's only got Combat 3, so you know she likes the boost of a big weapon, but it doesn't feel like necessarily the thing to me that's crying out for what System Airy wants to do. Her best stat is her willpower. So when I've been playing in solo, I've been trying to build around the willpower and boost her willpower. And then obviously she has this ability of putting loads of blessed tokens in the bag, which makes the chaos bag nicer for you. But what kind of payoff do you get from them? Do you just play everything cheaply with right of sanctification or have a shield of faith and block some hits? You know, it's sort of, it hadn't really all come together for me. Yeah. And then I feel like the willpower boost... Sister Mary loves, and this the the reaction ability. You need lots of blessed tokens coming out of the bag for them to end up on Nephthys, and then you've also got kind of a beat cop effect where you can either um, you can you know do ping damage to enemies, which is really nice. It's obviously harder to do this damage than it is to do the the one damage with beat cop because you need to have seen three blessed tokens in tests. think we've seen a lot of blessed tokens in even our very limited blessed team play so this can charge up really quickly if you've seen her and then i think the other thing that really jumps out for me is that the sacred covenant which is the guardian one i'm just double checking in my head that it is yeah it's pretty sure it's the sacred covenant that allows you to keep blessed tokens in the bag so mm-hmm. in combination with Nephthys, if you haven't got Nephthys down yet and you start seeing blessed tokens, you can just keep putting them back in the bag until Nephthys is down and you want to start loading Nephthys up, which is really nice. Funnily enough, my eyes are wide open that this is as... Uh, I was going to say situational, that's not what I mean. That this is a conditional bonus damage that you need to do quite a lot of work to achieve. So I'm not I, I'm not saying I think that she's an amazingly powerful card, but I think it's just a really fun payoff for Bless. Yeah. I think I think three cost for a two two ally that gives us that boost as well. That's kind of on the money. Four XP is probably a bit a bit expensive for that. But in, in the game, you know, that I think her, her, her stats like line up pretty well. Mm. So it's how much extra do you think the four XP is kind of worth all of this, um, all this extra tech she's got on her card? That's sort of where my head is at with her. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a real, you have to see it in action for it to 
to decide whether it's really worth it. Yeah. You know, again, the other thing we, we mentioned a lot with Bless is player count. Yeah. Because it doesn't care who does the Bless removing. <laughs> so as long as, you know, everyone is taking tests and Bless are flying out and Nephthys is just collecting them all across across the turn. And then when you need to, to quickly kill an enemy, you can use some of those Bless to kill the enemy. Yeah. Or if there's no enemies in sight, you know, maybe you're playing Miskatonic Museum and there's no hunting horror. She just puts them back in the bag. So you just get, you get double duty out of those blessed tokens, which is really good. And you can then do some cheeky things like favor of the sun. You can force a blessed to be revealed with favor of the sun, which means the blessed definitely goes on Nephthys, which is just, again, you get like triple duty (laughs) out of it. Yeah. It'll hinge on how difficult it was to add Bless. That's, I think, the other thing. Anywhere outside of Sister Mary, you might be working a lot harder to get all of that Bless in the bag. Yeah. And therefore, you might be a little less keen to run this. So, yeah. As we've said many times before, Bless cards in Mary and Bless cards out of Mary are two very different beasts. Okay, cool. Um, well, shall we move on to the next one? The next card is the Stygian Eye. This is a 10-cost event, Seeker, 3 XP, with a triple willpower icon along the side. This was one of the ones that was announced in the announcement uh, article for the Lair right. of Dagon. It's Insight and Cursed traded. Fast, play only during your turn. Reduce the cost to play the Stygian Eye by one for each curse token in the Chaos Bag. Until the end of the round, you get plus three to each of your skills. <laughs> it's kind of wild. The art is absolutely wild on this card. Mm. Stygian means like of the river Styx, right? Yeah. So, uh, and but the symbol in the centre, that's the yellow sign, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a weird <laughs> mashup of mythologies. Unless we're to think that Hester is actually the god of the underworld in disguise. Uh, yeah, Hades, or, or even, is it Charon? Yeah, yeah. Sails the river Styx. Yeah, what do you make of this? <laughs> it's a it's a really weird card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because obviously the 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 stat boost is fantastic. Plus three to each of your skills until the end of the round is really nice. Mm-hmm. But what investigators are using all of their stats, um, all of their stats, <laughs> yeah. and trying to use all of their stats, which is the same thing we say with Dark Horse or with any of these other. We even even said that with um, Tristan Botley, didn't we? Yes. Like, what two stats are you using? I mean, I suppose the equivalent is how much would you pay to have an inquiring mind committed to all of your tests until the end of a round? But but it's an inquiring mind committed yeah. to all your tests until the end of the round when you've got like a bunch of curse in the bag. Yes. Well, probably. I, I doubt anyone's paying 10 resources for this. Unless you're just playing a really, really rich seeker, you know, cracking the case and cryptic writings and burning the midnight oil and cash and Dr. Milan, and then you're just (laughs) paying 10 for it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it's it's, it's, the other thing, I suppose, it's another of our curse payoffs, Mm -hmm. which is good, I think. So say you've built up to six or seven curse in the bag, you pay this for four or three. Yeah. That's not bad. At that point, though there's quite a high likelihood that you're drawing a curse, at which point you've given yourself plus one to your stats. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Naturally, you do also have the Blasphemous Covenant 
in Seeker. So one of those curses is cancelled effectively. Yeah. Uh, or potentially you're playing something that swaps out all of the curse for bless or does some other trickery seals curse away on a different card or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But at that point, like, if you're spending the time in your turn faffing around doing that, you're spending less time using your plus three to each of your skills. You're really relying on someone else to do that and you're just cracking on. Yeah. But then again, you've got to play it during your turn. Yeah, so you you can't then say now you take your yeah, turn. Then faff on. Yeah, then um, But tides of fate, which changes all curse to bless, yeah. is playing any free triggered wind. Okay, right. Well, that works. So someone else could tides. Yeah. What about in the hunch deck? I sort of little, feel like if little cost reduction. If, if you've um, sorry, just back on tides of fate. Then. Mm, yeah. Giving you turning enough curse tokens into bless tokens probably gives you like a swing to succeed tests anyway. Like when you, mm. what, what's that plus three being used for? I, mm. Here's here's some top. Here's where it's top tech at the in um, in the circle and done when you're yeah. heading to the island. Yeah, that's that's a good use of this card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yourself a plus, plus twelve, plus twelve <laughs> for the difficulty twenty test. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. I was thinking as well of like say rowing the boat in Carnival. Yeah, where. You're just going to need to test a stat repeatedly for a turn. You do it. This is a real game ender, isn't it? I think you're, you're, you know you're going to take a load of shots with Joe's Colts, which is why I was mentioning Joe. Or you're going to take a load of um, investigates. And you just need to clear a difficult location because that will end the game for you. You put this down at that point. You're not combining your stats. I would yeah. acknowledge that that's not the case. Actually, I, I think like it, Joe. Maybe is a nice nice place then because Joe has that problem where he's good but not great at mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. investigating or or fighting things, right? Yeah, and being able mm-hmm. to have a flexible boost to both those things, maybe Joe actually quite likes that. Yeah, and actually mentioning that as well, maybe I was thinking of well, who has a nice flat stat line that they're going to benefit the most from this? But actually, the other thing to consider is that often our seekers have high intellect and less high all of the other stats, Mm. at which point this card is maybe behaving a little bit like a mind over matter for your agility or combat, and then then giving you a really nice intellect boost. So so say you use this in Ursula, you evade at seven to get away from an enemy, pathfinder way, investigate at seven as well. You know, it sort of, it gives you a boost to everything you need to do to return. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I was just thinking, mind over matter is just better because all seekers have got an intellect of better than three. But but obviously yeah. you're doubling up, aren't you? Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what am I talking about? If you play, yeah, mind of a matter would make you just make you better, right? At <laughs> evading and and fighting. Well, in who though? So like in anyone, anyone who can take this probably. Well, in Ursula, she's already agility four, so she's probably not mind over mattering to evade something. Oh, mind of a matter, of course, is you replace. You don't add. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, Mind yeah. of Matter okay, 2, right. Mind of Matter 2, you do add. Yeah, so sorry. You're, you are right. Yeah. yeah, if you're using Mind of Matter 2, yeah, you would add your intellect to your to your agility and combat. Sort of yeah. half combined three cards in my head. But that's actually, you know, that's a good point. Like, would you spend 3 XP and 10 cost to give your agility and combat plus 3? Probably not, if you could spend 2 XP and 1 cost to give them plus 4. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Plus 4 minimum, yeah. I think... <gasps> There is someone who has doesn't have intellect for Hinsika. Go on. Amanda. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I did think about Amanda because obviously she's in this cycle and it pops all your stats yeah. up to five plus whatever skill card you've plus got. underneath, yeah. But again, like, I mean, you know, like Trial by Fire, that, that works because you want to do one thing in a turn, <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Stygian Eye is a lot more set up to allow you to do a few different things in a turn. Well, and here's the thing as well. Do you remember at the start of the episode we talked about Blessing Curse's costs and Blessing Curse's payoffs? Mm -hmm. Weirdly, I feel like we need a third category, which is those incidental cards that make use of your curse or bless, but aren't really the payoff you're looking for. And that's how I feel about Stigenai. Like, if you've spent all of this effort to put loads of curses in just to play this card for a low cost... You may be missing out. Maybe the curse engine you're doing is around the cryptic grimoire or around the cursed spells. And this is just something you slot in as a like, oh, well, if we're at a good curse level, I'll get a power turn. But otherwise, I'm not I'm not working towards it. So, yeah, it's, it's like an incidental curse card. Yeah, I, I think I'm actually maybe coming around to the fact it, it could work OK in Joe. Um, mm-hmm. You get an extra two cost reduction. So even with, say, five curses in the bag, then it's only three. Yeah, and he likes to be in a position where he could get a decent boost to either his combat or his mm-hmm. intellect. It would put both of those up to, uh, well, seven, seven or eight, depending on what what other yeah. cards you've got on play. Maybe a bit higher, which is which is nice if you need to absolutely crush a test. Um, and also, like you, you probably not you probably don't have this in hand because probably in, in your insight deck, or maybe you do put it into your deck. I'm not sure. Then it's got three willpower icons as well. Which is nice for someone who's got mm. two willpower. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe. It puts his willpower in it and agility to five as well. So if there is some odd test he needs to take, mm. you know, scenario specific, then he at least stands a decent chance of giving it. Maybe he's clearing a hex. I think we keep our eyes out. I think any, any kind of hybrid seeker who does fighting as well might like this in the future. Mm. Well, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> that was a little bit I'm of a mournful. Well, yeah, no, I'm just, I, I'm just wondering whether there's something else obvious we've missed. I was thinking, oh, what about like a mystic, but then I don't know. You're doing like a daisy curse built and using apocalypse and eye of chaos. Mm-hmm. But then again, why she want plus three to all of her stats? I tell you what, go on. I mean, plus three to her stats makes her fight at six with with apocalypse with Armageddon. Yeah. It is insight traded, which means you could replay it with um, eidetic memory or <laughs> yeah, De Vermis Mysteries. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. That's the other thing that's worth re- remembering is you could do that thing of it's not just one turn where you get plus three. If you've put in the effort to get all the curses in the bag, what if it was two or three turns in a row? Or, or twice in one turn. Plus three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on before we... Okay, there we go. Next <laughs> is, is, it, is it me, yes, me, yes. So this is Hyper Awareness, level four, a two-cost asset. It has two intellect pips and two agility pips, and it is a talent. Mm-hmm. Uses two resources. Replenish these resources at the start of each round. Recurring credits, Frank. Free action. <laughs> Spend one resource from your resource pool or from Hyper Awareness. You get plus one intellect or plus one agility for this skill test. That's... Is that how it... Sorry, right, so this this is, we saw uh, Arcane Studies in Jacqueline's pack, didn't we, that worked like and this? physical training yes. in Nathaniel's pack. 
And I talked about them when I first looked at them. Yes. But you weren't on those episodes. So There's like three different versions of these stat boosters now, isn't there? There's the level zero ones. Mm-hmm. There's the level, oof, I want to say two. Two. Which are zero correct, cost, yeah. but otherwise the same. Yeah. Uh, and then there's these level four ones, which uh, have the, the, the two free uses per turn. Yeah. Um, I was just, there's a, is it a weird templating thing? I'm sure on the level zero ones, it's two separate free triggers isn't it it is yeah yeah so for the for the level four they've made it a single trigger i think because the cost is spend one resource from your resource pool or from hyper awareness it's a bit more wordy and they just couldn't fit in another line underneath to do to do that so they've combined it yeah that is fine i will allow it i shared my thoughts about them on the the first look of the starter deck the respective starter deck episodes. What do you make of this? Uh, I, I, I actually credits? quite like these. I've not used any of them. I think, mm-hmm. if anything, the, the XP deer rather mm-hmm. than anything else. Like it's, it's a, it's a sort of a. It's, it's not really a permanent stat boost. Depends how many tests you're going to take in a turn. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it, if we were looking at like an ally which could give you a stat boost throughout your turn. It wouldn't be flexible like this, and it would cost more than two, mm-hmm. and it would use up a better slot than, than no slot. Uh, yeah. So, so I, yeah. I think I quite like them, and it still works as the level zero one anyway. You can just keep on spending resources. Mm-hmm. You're making me think it's a little bit like tarot slot, right? Yeah. You, you have it because it gives you a boost to the stat you think you'll use a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you actually don't want it to do anything beyond that. You know, you don't want it to compete with your hands or arcane or ally slots. You just want the boost and crack on. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think it's nice. Um, it's it's means you can be more economical with your skill cards. You're not like mm-hmm. chucking in skill cards for an odd icon every so often. I think they're fine. Uh, the only thing is, I, I just think they're a little bit too much XP. Four XP is like, and and you you might want two of them. I mean, it's nice because they can stack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, means you get yeah, four yeah, free resources to use on them, yeah. which is better than hyper awareness level zero or two. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then again, they do have. I think all of them have pretty good icons. Maybe the level zero ones only have one of each. That's right. Yeah, but level two have the double icons. Yeah. So the, even the level two ones, you know, the second one is is a nice icon to commit to a test. Nice, nice card to yeah. commit to a test. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of my but thoughts. Somewhat perversely, the only thing I'd add is like, what's the best kind of um, resource stat, stat booster? It's the one you don't pay for. <laughs> and I think like I really that's where I really like these that you get you get all of the payoff of having a stat booster without spending any of your own resources, as long as you only spend two resources a turn. Yeah, I've played with arcane studies a lot because it is really useful in Mystics, because it gives you the willpower boost. And if you've got a half-decent intellect, you can also, if you haven't found your Sixth Sense or other clue cards, you can have a punt at getting clues as well. So it's quite nice for the ones that have some kind of um, progressive stat on there as well. Yeah. Like, I imagine you could play Hyper-Awareless early on and boost your intellect basically every turn for the rest of the game, (laughs) because you're using intellect. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's move on. I get to read. Now, I've seen this word floating around the internet, but I haven't seen this card. Is it just geese? I or is it... I believe it's geese? Gas. Uh, it's, it's, gas. I think it's an Irish word. Ah, okay. Yeah, 
I think it, it might be a. It might also be other um, Celtic in in Celtic. Okay. Um, other other Celtic mythology. Okay. But we've had it. We had we had Riastrad, which is the from Cucullan, isn't it? Yeah. I'll I'll check. What is Gats? What is <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I, I've heard it used as slang in Irish to mean something that's good fun. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I think you can probably yeah. say geese as well. Okay. But it's an obligation. Uh, okay. Often like a kind of uh, magically enforced uh, obligation. And in Arkham Horror, it's a two-cost rogue asset. Two XP, but it's exceptional, which means it's four XP to purchase, and you only get one per deck. It's a pact. You get plus one willpower, plus one intellect, plus one combat, and plus one agility. What is the downside? Forced. After gas enters play, make a promise using the following formula. I shall not draw slash play slash commit any cards during each of my turns. If you break this promise while geese gas is in play, discard it and add 10 curse tokens to the chaos bag. Doesn't take up a slot. The art is crows on a fountain. So just to be clear, you can there's three separate promises you can make. I shall not draw any cards during each of my turns. I shall not play any cards during each of my turns. And I shall not commit any cards during each of my turns. It's I'm, I'm saying that because it's quite hard if you don't see the card in front of you to realise that they're three separate ones. Yes. Phewy. Okay. So uh, I guess not dissimilar for Crystalline Elder Sign. Mm-hmm. Which uh, limits or, or puts some restriction on you, but gives you plus one mm-hmm. to all of your stats. Yeah, or or Dark Horse, where you can optionally um, yeah stop taking resources, but yeah, you need no resources for the boosts. Uh, I, this this <laughs> this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, whether it's any good or not, I'm I'm not sure, but it it would be there's going to be a lot of players who just love playing with this. This is making me think of Lucky Penny all over again. Mm. It's just um, these wild effects for Rogue where, you know, we've never seen a card that makes you make a promise before. And, you know, who's going to police that if you accidentally (laughs) draw a card because you weren't thinking or, you know, chuck a card to a friend? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, but 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 you can engineer things so that there's no drawback for for, for failing, right? I mean, aside mm. from losing the the card, yeah. So if if you've already got all ten curse tokens floating around, either sealed or in play uh, in the bag, sorry, you're like, well, mm. why the hell not? I'll just commit a card to this test. What about if your other teammates are a seeker with cryptic grimoire and a mystic with the cursed spell suite and they would like 10 curses in the bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> is this the single most efficient way of getting all 10 curses in the bag you pay two and play this promise not to draw cards action two you draw a card <laughs> it's crazy that yeah. is a funky effect yes no i, I mean it's, it's it's pretty wild yeah as I say, I think it's going to be the kind of thing that some players really love to play around with. And I've got to say, those three promises to me, I find um, pretty scary. I like to draw cards. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> We do play cards in this game. That's one of the ways that you um, win the game. And committing cards seems really useful. <laughs> so, 
you could run maybe a, a low skill card or no skill card deck that plans not to really commit cards and just build up a, like amazingly high stats and then does no commitment. Yeah. But this is in the faction that has some pretty impactful cards to commit, like Quick Thinking, you know, like even like Nimble now. So yeah, pretty challenging to to forego one of those three things when you play the card. Should we should we move on? Let's move on. Yeah, bro. Okay, next. We... Oh, you're you're going to be a bit unlucky because no, you're going to read all of the <laughs> skill boosters. I was only turn. Was only turn this pack. I think we've got. Um, well, we've already seen the mystic one. Mm. Even if we haven't seen physical training level four, we have seen physical training. That's in Nathaniel's pack. Oh yes, of course it is. Yes. And I've just flicked ahead and dig deep is coming oh, right, okay, as well. Right. Fine. <laughs> so should we just? Why don't we just cover both of them in in one fell swoop? Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to read them. Yeah. So, so basically, they're, they're exactly the same. It's it's this it's the same yeah. stat boost. It's the same cost. It gives you the two icons of the two stats. It boosts. Uses two resources yep. to replenish these resources at the start of each round. So hard knocks, mm-hmm. as I'm sure we'll all remember, does combat and agility, and dig deep does willpower and agility. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not not bad pairs of skills to boost, really. You know, like thinking about it, hard knocks might fit quite nicely in Tony. Yeah, so, um, he's yeah. he's got a pretty paltry um, agility, and likes to use yeah. his combat a lot. So this this could sit well, covering a weakness of his, uh, and also giving him a little extra juice behind his attacks if he's fighting a big enemy. Yeah, and I'd say as well your favourite Mr. Slips or Finn. You know, they both got combat three and agility four. Yeah. So they might want to attack things, but also they probably use their agility regularly. And for Dig Deep, weirdly, I just suddenly thought Patrice. Yeah. Yeah. Like having the sort of like the bank of resources, um, if she's using her willpower. It's it's also the, the Wendy stats, isn't it? Willpower four, agility four. Yeah. Potentially there as well. I mean, the th- thing about um, willpower is you could probably make an excuse to use that on lots of investigators for a bit mm-hmm. of a bit of mythos defense. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, there's obviously core set flashback, but dig deep really says, look, the survivors are resilient because it gives them the two defensive stats. Yeah, and that art is still terrifying. I know, I know. It's absolutely wild. Well, should, should we move on then to the next? Yeah. So now it's actually your turn. This is uh, Ikiak. Mm. Ikiak. The Council's Chosen. Oh, this is one of the cards designed by the Council at Arkham Knights. So these are always an absolute wild card, so you don't have any idea what they're going to do. <laughs> um, this is a 3 cost 3 XP asset. It has a willpower and an intellect pip, and she has the ally and sorcerer traits. You get plus 1 willpower and plus 1 intellect. You get Minus one willpower and minus one intellect for each weakness beneath Ikiak. Reaction, when an investigator at your location draws a basic weakness, exhaust Ikiak, cancel that weakness's effects and place it face down beneath Ikiak. Its owner must draw it if Ikiak leaves play. This is two health and two sanity. And uses the ally slot, actually. So, yeah, it's sort of a weird, like, reverse Diana (laughs) as -hmm. an investigator. So you get one cancellation for free. Yeah. And then the rest start to eat into your stats. Yeah. With the penalty, of course, that if she dies, you're then hit with every single weakness that's beneath her. Yeah. So my thoughts have gone straight to 
can we run this in an investigator who doesn't care about their willpower or intellect and they can collect up everyone's basic weaknesses, <laughs> not worrying about their intellect or, or willpower, and then they just keep Ikiak alive. But I can't think of a home that really... Um, you know, I was thinking like Norm, Norman has high in those stats, but they're the stats he wants to use. So, yeah. It'll very much depend on if someone's got a really bad basic weakness mm-hmm. in your party, maybe you take it to cancel, like, oh, um, uh, doomed, and what's the other one? Offer you can't refuse. Are the, above yeah. those cycles yeah. all basic weaknesses all the way through? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that could be a nice counter to those if you think you're going to just instantly die mm. <laughs> then it's worth yeah. spending the 3 XP on an ally to cancel it it also offers that ability to play around weaknesses which is something that we already try and do anyway if I have paranoia in my deck I don't draw heavily while I'm on lots of resources I try and spend those resources to not get hit by the paranoia Yeah. and if I knew that I could see my deck with abandon because Ikiak will protect me from paranoia and then when I'm broke we can let Ikiak die or you know feed her to some damage and hit the paranoia without much of a drawback. That's that's pretty nice as well. You know, it's, the same goes for amnesia with cards or for enemy basic weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not ready to fight with an enemy basic weakness, we just put it under Ikiak. I mean, I guess the other thing is, you know, she's just a two stat boost ally. <laughs> yeah, if you play her and no one draws a basic weakness. Or you know you don't it's it's a, it's a it's a reaction so you don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The other thing you could maybe use her for is those weaknesses that tax you XP, the unspeakable oaths. Yeah, and if you just scoop them under Ikiak towards the end of a scenario or whatever it is, then you just don't need to deal with the conditions that they come with. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I like that. So you've like used her through the scenario for the boosts and then you forego those boosts because you just avoid the penalty of a weakness. That's pretty strong. Yeah, so a hard one to evaluate because we don't know which basic weaknesses we're dealing with. But yeah, really useful. Really useful. I really like that you get the boost straight away. So she's like, Hubert's key, isn't she? Drop her and start using her immediately. What happens if you're Diana and you... Trigger this ability. She goes underneath. <laughs> oh yeah, Diana, and then you, you would draw cancel the weakness, and you draw the weakness. Yeah, that doesn't work. Oh, well. Cool. Shall we move on? Yeah, yeah. Next is flute of the outer gods. It's unique. It is X costed and four XP. It has willpower, combat, and agility icons. Just to confuse us, it looks like the branch is a flute. But yes. the branch is still attached to a tree. Okay. It's item, instrument, relic, and cursed traded. Exceptional, seal up to X curse tokens. So if you pay one for this, you get to seal one curse token. If you pay 10 for it, you get to seal 10. Action, exhaust flute of the outer gods and release one curse token sealed on it. Choose a non-elite enemy at your location. Either move the chosen enemy to a connecting location or deal its damage to any enemy at its location. This action does not provoke a tax of opportunity. Takes up the hand slot. This was another one that was announced when the article was announced. Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is a, again, a pretty wild card. 
It's yeah. And remember, it's exceptional, so it's eight XP. And there's only ever one of these in your deck. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of. I think this is pretty hard to judge <laughs> <laughs> without seeing it in play. Like the effect is pretty good, but it but it's an action to trigger it, mm-hmm. which feels. Oh, it, but the action doesn't provoke a tax opportunity. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like a bit like Aquina, but Aquina mm-hmm. is is a free trigger. What can we use her four times? Because she deals a horror to herself, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So she's got four uses in her. You know, yeah, that, that means this would cost four for four sort of similar effects, and you also seal four curse tokens. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I I think it's I think it's interesting for sure. It's I don't capital I. Interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think it's bad. Um, but I don't know how good it is. <laughs> so the Galaxy Brain thought I had was Molly Maxwell in Dexter hunts for certain traits in your deck. Oh, so, so instruments. you can build a Dexter deck and hunt for instruments. Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of cool. And then play it obviously in for one reduced cost as well. Although how does that work with cost X if you reduce the cost? If I pay X minus one, do I still get to seal X? I can tell you how it worked in other LCGs, which is that mm. X is always the cost you end up playing for it, including yeah, that's what I was thinking, reductions. Yeah. Which is why things like sleight of hand with Jenny's guns don't work because you've not paid the cost, so they come into play with no ammo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that that part of my crazy plan doesn't work. But genuinely, the more I think about this card, the more difficult I find to justify it which is you know rare for me to be harsh on a card but yeah 8 XP and then potentially 6, 7, 8 cost to get a lot of uses out of this thing is a huge ask that's you know if even if you pay say 5 cost to get 5 curses that's still probably the most expensive card in your deck and then <laughs> the ability is an action to either move an enemy once or for the enemy to hit something. And most enemies will either deal one damage or maybe two damage. Yeah. So you're spending an action to deal one or two damage. It can deal the damage to itself, which I do like. You know, you can make an acolyte kill itself. You could make the deep one bull kill off other deep ones. And that's quite nice. Yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, the deep one bull hits for two damage. But, you know, even... There's a lot of enemies out there that hit for a damage and a horror, and they won't kill themselves with this ability because it's only dealing with damage. So at that point, am I using it as like a three health enemy solution that I make them hit themselves for a damage and then I finish them off with an attack spell? You know, I've invested probably a lot to get to that point, and I'm using this card to do single points of damage, which I could just be using a sword cane to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, level zero card. And that's before we even mention how hard it's been to get the curse in the in the bag or not. Fascinatingly weird card to me. Very odd card, yeah. Very hard to judge, in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe we need to do, or maybe I need to do, just a standalone and, and spend 8 XP and put this in and just dive in and play a standalone. And actually, there is a standalone that this could be really handy in. Well, there's a couple. War of the Outer Gods, manipulating enemies in that could be really useful. And then also in Rougarou, do you remember there are those swamp leeches that when they, if they enter a non-bayou oh, location, they, yeah, they immediately yeah, they discard? Just, yeah, that's right. So you, you could sort of use this to them. move enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of I cool. wonder if, 
if we ever see say a campaign where there are a bunch of enemies that care about like say there's um a bunch of enemies that care about being in the sunshine and so they can only be in dark locations and if they move into a light location they immediately take damage yeah, yeah. any if we saw any kind of campaign like that where enemy positioning really matters yeah. this card stock might go up a bit it's you oh yeah sorry um next one it's you to read right. it looks a bit like yeah. you Peter. yeah well it's, it's uh uh definitely silas right he's got the eye patch on wearing a very yep. fetching plaid shirt uh, this mm-hmm. is a watchful piece, a one cost three XP event, and it has two willpower icons, spirit and blessed. As an additional cost to play a watchful piece, search the chaos bag and all cards in play. Ah, that's interesting. For a total of five blessed tokens and return them to the token pool. Fast play. Oh God, fast appears so far down this card. <laughs> yeah. Fast play when the draw encounter card step of the mythos phase would begin. Skip this step of the mythos phase. Pretty tasty. This is a nice big... <laughs> There's a blessed payoff. Yeah, big bomb blessed payoff, isn't it? Yeah, I think this is... This seems pretty decent. Five blessed yeah. tokens to exchange for for skipping the in, the encounter phase altogether. Yeah. I mean, you still yeah. get doom on the agenda, naturally. What do you think? That seems... Yeah, really good. Really good. I've just been um, chatting with a patron about Diana Esperance. Yes. And I was remembering putting Ward of Protection 5 on Diana once. Right, yeah. And that meant that for three turns in a row, I could cancel whatever we saw from the encounter deck. I was playing in solo for the low, low cost of one resource and one horror each turn. And to have three turns where you know that nothing that comes out of the encounter deck is going to affect you. Yeah. It is incredibly powerful because you just get you may as well just have three investigative phases in a row, basically. You know, all you're doing is adding the doom. And yeah, this this seems similarly powerful, easier to assemble as well. I love that it's five bless, because if it was four, you'd have the lovely two-card combo of keep faith. Oh, yeah, this. yeah, naturally, yeah. <laughs> but it being five means you need to either play both keep faith or find other ways of adding bless to the bag. It's level three as well, which means Mary can't take it, right? Not that she could take it even if it was level one uh, or level zero. But, you know, with her in your party, getting to that five is not a problem. Any any other party, you're going to need to maybe be adding in a predestined or um, token of faith or even say, what is it, spirit of humanity? Yeah. To like build your bless up and, and then do that. But I think as a payoff, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I'd, I'd be again. I'd be keen to see it and play. Just, I guess, like weirdly enough, it's maybe counter to the theme on the card. You might want to play it when things are bad. Mm-hmm. Or may, I guess maybe you need five less tokens. But it might, might be nice if you want to be doing some setting up, or you're in a good position to get some mm-hmm. good tempo. Or yeah. if you've got like a ton of a ton of enemies on you, or an agenda's about to flip, you know, it's going to be really bad. Mm. Mm. all those things sort of counter to the theme of the card, which is that things are peaceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be a good use of it. I think that raises a really good question of when's a good time to play this card. I would probably put money on that there's many more good times than we can immediately picture. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing well, this helps you get into an even better position. If you think you're struggling, this helps you get out of that hole. 
if you need just a breather to set up or get that new big weapon down or whatever it is, this gives you that breather. Yeah, I think it's a really strong card. Really strong. And in four player, like, it's the equivalent of cancelling four cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, cool. Well, uh, next, we'll skip the next one because the next one's Dig Deep. We already looked at that. Uh, and then you're up next. We have Favour of the Moon. Also unique. We've seen a lot of unique in this pack. It's one cost, one XP, neutral asset, intellect and combat icons. That's interesting, the icons. Pact and Cursed. Fast, seal up to three curse tokens. If there are no tokens sealed on Favour of the Moon, discard it. Reaction, when you would reveal a chaos token from the chaos bag, exhaust Favour of the Moon, resolve a token sealed here instead, as if it were just revealed from the chaos bag, then gain one resource. Uh, it's nice. I'd forgotten that it gives you a resource as well. Mm, yeah, little little a boost little, there. A little tasty bonus, which pays for the cost yeah. of the card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's free to pay, play as well. It's one so, cost to sorry, pay. Sorry, it's fast. Yeah. Fast, so it doesn't cost an action. It doesn't cost an action. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know. Do you want to look at this and the next card together? Because yeah. I think there's some things that are in common between them, if not everything. Mm-hmm. You, you, so the next card it. is Favor of the Sun, also unique. This is two cost instead of one cost. Still one XP. Willpower and agility icons, so the defensive icons. Packed and blessed treated. Fast, seal up to three bless. If there are no tokens sealed in favour of the sun, discard it. And there's a reaction when you would reveal a chaos token from the chaos bag, exhaust favour of the sun, resolve a token sealed here instead, as if it were just re- revealed from the chaos bag. No text about getting resources. <laughs> it's already enough of a benefit. So the difference really is that the bless one costs two instead of one and doesn't generate you resources as well as revealing you blesses. Yes. So... Both of them have the uh, really critical ability to guarantee you being able to pull either a bless or a curse token when you want to trigger some additional effect. Yeah. So whether that's well, I mean, you've got covenants, you've got mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the the cursed spell suite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got what was that one we looked at the other day? Yeah. Well, I mean, the upgraded cursed spells—they care about how many curse tokens you reveal, don't they? So yeah. you could be in a situation yeah. where you've revealed one and then you use Favour of the Moon to reveal a second curse token uh, instead of just pulling a token out the bag and you're dealing additional damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really the key effect, I guess, on them. Um, Favour of the Moon yeah. is nice because it, it also seals away some curse tokens, which can make your deck, uh, your bag a bit more friendly. Yeah, you also throw in something like Beloved, which if you reveal a Bless, it becomes an auto-succeed. Yeah. So rather than trying to gamble to see that bless, you wait until you've got favor of the sun down and then you've got two cards that just turn into auto success in your deck. It's pretty nice. And also I've just been playing with the ancient covenant, which is the survivor covenant that reads when you reveal a bless token, stop. Yeah. Don't don't reveal further tokens. So having three plus twos and don't reveal another token on tap is really nice because obviously normally when you'd resolve a bless or curse you take the modifier and reveal another token so the ancient covenant just can add that extra layer of i've given myself three plus twos just sitting there which is really nice turning off the rolling yeah i i feel like we've kind of reviewed these cards 
in every episode so far that we first looked because <laughs> we've known they're coming and known the impact they have. I, I think the, the thing that really leaps out to me on actually properly first looking at them as well is that they're unique. So in a larger party, you can't completely manipulate the bag and have a bunch of bless waiting on cards. You, you can only have three ever on tap. So I was thinking that maybe you'd end up in a big, um, you know, say it's a big curse team. Everyone runs some favor of the moon so that they can see all the curses. Yeah. But actually you wouldn't do that. And importantly, you can't use this for other people. So in our curse team, I'm playing Trish. I don't really want to see curses. It's you, Jacqueline, who wants to see the curses to get effects from them. So I wouldn't really want to run Favour of the Moon because I'm actually then getting in the way of you revealing them. So yeah, it's just a small point. Yeah. And finally... God, this feels like a big pack. Yeah, this is huge, this pack. Is this mine, is it? Do you want to read us Purifying Corruption? Yes, this is a 4 cost, 4 XP asset. This is another another kind of council design cards. It says card, card design mm-hmm. by the Impure at Arkham Knights 2019. Uh, it has a wild icon. Uh, it has ritual, blessed and cursed traits. Uh, reaction. Mm. Ha, Matteo can take this one. Yeah. Because it's neutral. Because <laughs> it's neutral, yeah. <laughs> Fake out. Reaction. When you draw a non-weakness treachery, take one damage and one horror, cancel that card's revelation effect and place one resource on this card as corruption. If this card has three or more corruption, remove it from the game. Free trigger, draw the top card of the Incalate deck. Either heal one damage and one horror or remove one corruption from this card. So classic, like, <laughs> like soup of effects <laughs> on, a, on a council And card. that art is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's like sort of this tarry liquid pouring from the fountain. But also, the more I look at it, it does look a bit like a flan. <laughs> yeah, the, I get you. The yeah. crimped, crimped edges. It's like a delicious, I don't know, plum, plum pudding that someone's pouring a treacle on top of. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Maybe I'm getting hungry. Like. You've had toast this morning. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Take me through the soup of effects. Right. There's two effects here. Yes. You can cancel a revelation effect in exchange for a damage and a horror on this card. Mm-hmm. Sorry taking a damage and a horror, and then you yeah. can heal damage and a horror by drawing additional cards off the encounter deck. When you draw a non-weakness treachery, take one damage, yeah. cancel that card's it's revelation. It's a non-weakness tre- treachery. It's not helping you with weaknesses, basic or signature. It's helping you with treacheries from the encounter deck, but it could be from you know the explore deck or the leads deck. It seems well. like kind yeah. of bananas, because you could neither ability has a limit on them beyond taking the three corruption corruption and the the amount of health and sanity you've got. So Mm -hmm. it's, in effect, infinite filtering of the encounter deck. Oh, because they don't exhaust. (laughs) Yeah, that seems kind of wild. Like if okay, so let me let me play this through. So I draw ancient evils. Yes, I take a damage and a horror, cancel it, and put a corruption on, and then immediately I do the free trigger because that's the say I'm playing solo, so there's no one else, and draw the top card of the encounter deck, heal a damage and a horror, and then use the top ability to cancel, take a damage and a horror, cancel that card, and put another resource. We're up to two resources now. 
They do slowly tick up though, right? Because you because the second ability is either heal. Or oh yes, and the first one does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Is take a damage and place a resource. Yeah. and get a corruption. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. an enemy would interrupt it. Yes, because it's yeah. a non-weakness treachery. It's, it's got to be a treachery. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so an enemy interrupts it. Yeah, which like for some investigators is absolutely fine. Like if you're playing Zoe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You want you want to draw those enemies, so you can just filter stuff until you get an enemy. Mm. And how many times have you had that situation as well, where you've the encounter deck is getting thin? Ancient Evils is a good example, but it's not the only example. And you've thought, if we draw that card, it'll really you know put the spanner in the works. Yeah, and let's hope we don't we don't draw that. Or you know, a mysterious chanting now would be so problematic. Whatever it is, yeah. And obviously, you can play around those situations, but. That's it. Having, I um, mean, it's, it's expensive, but it seems very, very good. Yeah. It's incredibly useful. And then let's just um, throw him out there as well, our boy Calvin. Yeah. Like, gets an extra bonus from the reaction there that his stats boost up. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the question is, is... It's reminding me of Spirit of Humanity with the damage and horror. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, is is the cost prohibitive? Is 4 cost and 4 XP prohibitive? Yeah. If not, it seems very good. If so, it doesn't seem like many people would play it. Yeah, because for four cost and four damage and four horror, you're getting four cancels, but you can't get four cancels. Four cancels because you'd count cancels because you'd go up to four corruption, and so the the card would have discarded. So you will have had to have used the bottom ability at least a couple of times. And in fact, you can only cancel two cards with this, after which, once you've cancelled the third, it discards. Well, unless you're drawing additional yeah. cards to replace them. Yeah, unless, unless you're... Yeah. Sorry, the, the, the four cancels is a reference to a famous British comedy sketch. <laughs> where someone's trying to order... Yeah, sort of. Or, or sort order of handles for forks. <laughs> yeah, four candles. Yeah, let's throw out there as well the Jessica and Peter thing. Uh, because yeah, that yeah, also yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that with Spirit of Humanity. If you've got assets that can soak damage and horror for you, even not infinitely, but just you're doing well for damage and horror, you start using your health and sanity collective pools as a resource to to get ahead of the encounter deck. Weird card. I, I like it. Yeah, it's it's expensive. A, yeah, it's kind of a like I say that they're often these cards are often like. I wouldn't say they were neat. They tend to have, because they've been designed by committee, they've got like a, a, a range of effects on them and they're kind of plugged together mm. from lots of different effects. So they can feel a bit like, oh, it does this and this and this. If anyone is from the Impure or indeed the Council from Arkham Knights 2019 and 2018 respectively and want to write in and let us know what the kind of guiding principles were behind the cards, we'd love to hear that. So, you know, if by any chance you're listening to this podcast and want to let us know, that would be really interesting. Right, and that is the end of Lair of Dagon. Wow, we've gone long, because this pack was huge. Yeah, there's a lot of cards here. Mm. What's um, sticking in your mind as an exciting card? Um, Let me think, let me think, let me think. I don't know, actually. I think probably the favors are the ones that are really jumping out to me initially as mm. cards I might, want to, I might want to play with. And maybe a watchful piece. Yeah, that's my one, watchful piece. That is a strong card. I think there's a Lord of the Rings card called the watchful piece. Right, okay. Well. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Great, funky card. So survivors, they had Spirit of Humanity 
last pack and then watch for peace they're doing well they're definitely doing well yeah yeah okay cool well listener if there's something we missed or something you want to share with us you can get in touch we're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com we're drawn to the flame on facebook twitter patreon and designed by humans thanks very much for listening thank you 